So, Skylar, cue the catchy music. Catchy music, go. Welcome to the Lunch Pail Boys. I'm one of the hosts, TJ Harkness. Also on here with me is Splurton Burton. Hi. Hello, everybody. How are you? Good. And Skylar, there is no Dana, only Zool. What? Mm, the ritual's been complete. The countdown has been counted. The virgins have been sacrificed. We are now fully formed as the Sandwich Boys. Is it the final countdown? It's the <laughs> final. Fucking hate that song so bad. Listen, I apologize ahead of time if this whole episode sucks because the washer and dryer is going and there's elephants walking above me. So hmm. adds to it. I don't hear any of it, which is disappointing. So I want to start off this episode with uh, saying thank you to burton for serving it's veterans day thank you for serving me i've what for serving me during your service i'm gonna fucking care i'm gonna kill you Mm. and also all veterans Mm. out there my family uh burton's family skylar's family yes thank you veterans and uh andy and everybody fuck it (laughs) thank you guys (laughs) (laughs) i lost andy yeah, cheers. He got kind of fucked over, Andy, on that one, but, you know, still. I lost track. I, for some reason, my brain's like, oh, good. Eh, it happens. It's probably early stages of coma. <laughs> <laughs> yep. That coma 19. Definitely. So how are you guys doing? Good. Other than I just uh, accidentally zoomed all the way. Oh, God. I don't know what's happening right now. I hit a button on my thingy, and my thingy yeah. got all big. I think that's a song, isn't it? Mm-hmm. But anyways, how are you guys doing? Horrible. Now, Skylar, you look awfully pale tonight with the way the light's striking your face. Are you okay? <laughs> oh, there, there go. he goes. Okay. It was just under my white light. White light. I got you. I thought That's maybe a, a giant mosquito had gotten you or something. <laughs> oh, that too. Skyler, do you have a new addition to the podcast? Oh yeah, he's a uh, no. that's a uh, that's a uh, Geraldo. Uh, <laughs> I thought you were going to say Eddie Van Halen or something like that. No, <laughs> uh, no, 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 no. Geraldo Van Halen. Um, <laughs> he's back there. He's a lesser known Van Halen brother. <laughs> that was that. <laughs> Uh, and for those of you who aren't uh so everybody who don't have video there's i have a a skeleton back behind me he's very emphatically waving at the boys on the camera yeah he's skin and bones yeah you really can't see his pecker from here oh it's there trust me it's there does he have that dangly thing in the back of his throat no, um, he had it removed. Oh, man. Yeah, I think that's gone. No, he pretty much just sits there. Lazy fuck. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, I can't wait till we start doing video where people can actually see what we fucking do during this. I'm sorry. Burton's playing with the little monkey thingies. Monkeys in a barrel. Yeah, you Does never know what you're going to find down here. I think so. Yeah, but the politically correct way is... <laughs> Oh, it's primates in a canister. <laughs> a wooden canister? Yeah. We don't want to offend the barrels Mm-mm. out there. Mm-mm. So, Burton, you have a good Veterans Day? Yeah, it was all right. It's been kind of um, kind of crazy, but it's been good. I got me a, uh, a free steak dinner yesterday, which I'm pretty sure... The people that were doing it were like, hey, we got a bunch of meat that's fixed to expire. Let's give it away. Because <laughs> <laughs> that shit was like a ribeye. I mean, it, it tasted okay, but it was like uh, for a free meal, I'll fucking eat trash for free. But it was definitely not like something that they were going to sell at the restaurant. <laughs> you know, I've seen a lot more places, though, giving like doing a lot more veterans things. It seemed like this year. So if we didn't live in podunk there probably been a lot more i did miss out on wendy's free breakfast though i was kind of butthurt about that Ooh, free bacon the, breakfast baconator yeah, yeah and i think the golden coral has free dinner too but I, I didn't get to go do that i paid hardy's for a fucking shitty cheeseburger for lunch hey don't you ever say that about hardy's Dude, hardy's only has two things for lunch that are good the big hot ham and cheese and the chicken tendies you don't enjoy a nice warm thick stack of ham and cheese mashed together. I really don't like ham. That's very un-American of you. But I bet you like bacon, don't you? Fuck yes, yeah, son. See? You're fucking picking and choosing your pork. It's fucked yeah, up. Bake. Bacon's the best ham. And, well, ribs. And pork chops. Yeah. <laughs> what else? And ass. I love pig and ass. shoulder. <laughs> really the only... Yeah, it's all good. Minus yeah. ham. Ham's you just cool. haven't had good ham, dude. You got to have some good damn ham. You got any damn bait? <laughs> dude, I've been saying that so much at the new job. I'm like, look at all these damn people. <laughs> it's pretty oh, damn shit. funny. So today we're going to be talking about a little bit of a lesser known cryptid. Um, that starts, I think, originates up around Maine. Is it Maine, Maryland? One of those M named states. Also, we'll finish off with us being in Indiana. Today we're going to be talking about a weird little fucker called the Puck Wedgie. Or Puck Wedgie. I don't know. Puck Wedgie. Puck Wedgie, Fuck Wedgie. Nothing's worse than a Fuck Wedgie. Fuck no, son. So, imagine walking through in the woods, enjoying the sweet smell of fall and the cool air on your face. Oh, yeah. It's relaxing and peaceful until you see a small, upright creature scutter across the path. What the it, fuck does scutter mean? Like, run across oh, okay. the path. But scutters across the path, no more than 50 yards ahead. You figure that it may be you tweaking on some of that Afghan kush that you just bought mm-hmm. from the dispensary. Not in this state. They said it was a new strain. Or tweaked strain. That's what it is. Tweaked strain? You relax thinking, man, that's some good shit. 
you get closer to the area, you saw the creature walk across the path, and you hear something talking. It's in a high-pitched voice that, ne- that is neither English or any other language. <laughs> if I heard that, I'd be like, what the fuck is happening? You cross that spot and nothing is there. But as you get further away from that spot, further into the woods, you feel like you're being followed. Hmm. Is it the pot? Or is it actually you seeing and feeling this shit? What I just did was sort of a accounts of what people explain when they are around the the puck wedgie. The fuck wedgie? Or, or our paranoid and stoned out of their gourd. Mm-hmm. Or both. Hey, that's why I figured that's the best way to go about it. Because people were like, I walk through the woods and I hear these voices and I see things. And I'm like, are they smoking pot, dude? Paranoid as shit. Remember Jake smoked pot that one time? <laughs> <We're hip. laughs> Where the the guy with the, the coon hunter came out with his dogs and we just heard him for hours out there. The dogs just roaming around howling. So Bert and we camped up at Tucker Lake yeah. up on top of the dam and Jake smoked pot. He ate when I first got there. Me and him did. And then he smoked it. And you could look. Double dipping. You know how, huh? He's double dipping. Well, and you know how you, you like, there's a hill on the other side of it, right? Mm-hmm. Jake kept looking up there like, I feel like I'm being watched. <laughs> He's like freaking out. <laughs> Lo and behold, it probably was a pook wedgie. Yeah, a pook so, wedgie? A pook wedgie. <laughs> pook wedgie. Uh, so a pook wedgie. The pook wedgies also... Uh, are also known from a few other names. There's the Bagwajini <laughs> or Bagwajina. Is that the ball with the ball, the bang, the bang, diggy, diggy? Yeah, that's what the uh, Kid Rock sang about. Yeah, I thought a Bagwajini is something that's like really, uh, really hairy vagina. Yeah, or yeah. a backwards vagina. I mean, have you seen a, have you seen pictures of Puck? Well, anyway, <laughs> you could probably confuse the two, or uh, also referred to as a book Hyman. A book, book hymen. hymen. A book hymen. <laughs> it's a virgin book. Yeah. It's never so, been touched. These things are about two to three feet tall and described as a like half human, half troll, um, typically originating from the Wampanoag. Wampanoag, is that close enough? Wampanoag yeah. folklore. Also, you could cut it helps you out if it helps you out any uh, to picture these things. Think of like Maybe Sonic the Hedgehog, if he spit, had a few bad years and maybe got addicted to crack and sucking mm-hmm. dick for crack. Oh, fuck. Dude, I kept thinking of Ewoks. I'm looking at a picture right now, and it's like, he looks like a hedgehog. Yeah, they do. Not a nice hedgehog. Not one you'd want to take home and introduce to your dad? No, not one that you'd take home to mom. So the Wampanoag are a collective of tribes. In the 1600s, they had as many as 40,000 people in the 67 villages that made up the Wampanoag Nation. And these villages covered the territory along the East Coast as far as Weymouth, 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 uh, <laughs> <laughs> all of what is now Cape Cod and the islands of Nantucket and Martha's Vineyard. 
and uh, southeast as far as Bristol and Warren, Rhode Island. Wasn't there a so, man from Nantucket? Yeah, there once was a something something. Oh. Uh, but yeah, these folks were were here long long before Europeans uh, strolled over and did the chimmy. So isn't that about the same time as like the Algonquins and sort of like the same situation as the Algonquins? Probably. Yeah. yeah like it's a doors and yeah, no, a giant collective of uh, Indians. Or yeah, the Algonquins. The yeah. Okay. You're talking about basically like a, yeah, a nation yeah. of. Yeah. yeah. It's when the British and the Vikings all came over here and took over North America for Donald Trump. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I fucking hate you, Burton. What the fuck? <laughs> Damn it. Uh, oh, fuck a duck. Um, Trump 24. I don't know what I was going to say. Okay. <laughs> 1624. Yeah, 1624. Now, now these Pukwudgies are weird looking fuckers. Uh, the features resemble those of a human... Big O noses, fingers, or well, enlarged fingers and ears. The skin is described as smooth gray, and sometimes they've been known to glow. Mm. So some sort of like bioluminescence. Mm. I thought of Trantor from Ernest Scared Stupid. Yeah, like, they also enjoy. Uh... Pure Bulgarian miak. I would say, does miak hurt, hurt them? Yeah. God damn oh it. my god, my kids love that movie. I had to rewind and rewatch like thirty times the part wherever he backs the truck up, truck up, and hits him, and he's like, "How about a bumper sandwich, booger lips?" <laughs> it's still one of the best Halloween movies. Oh, like, he's, yeah. I can be in such a piss poor mood. I turn that on, and I'm like. <laughs> Uh, Jim Varney was a national treasure. Yes. Know what I mean, Vern? Mm-hmm. Not only did these fuckers look weird, they also were like little mini uh, Harold Potters walking around. Hmm. Huh, that's fancy. Don't you know? <laughs> the native, the Native Americans and people lucky enough to have sightings say that the Puckwudgies or the I had a good name for him earlier and I forgot what it was. What was I calling him? Uh, Little Danny DeVitos. Uh, anyways, say the puck wedgies um, can appear and disappear at will, just like what I do with my wiener. <laughs> <laughs> you caught me off guard. <laughs> <laughs> was like, yeah, yeah, I was with you. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's normally how it happens. They can transform into a walking porcupine. It looks like a porcupine from the back. And are able to use magic. Kind of like some frogmen that we know. Oh, fuck. And they can create fire at will. Holy shit balls! Up to this point, the fuck wedgies sound like little merry pranksters. But them little bastards are not nice at all. They got some poison arrows. And they can lure people to places and fucking kill them. They're fucking dicks. 
Yeah. Now they are. I was when researching this, I was reading through it and I was like, "Holy fuck, that took a strange turn." I imagine they're like, "Hey, you want to see a magic trick?" And then they lure you in and they're like, "Hey!" And they eat your dick. They don't stab you in like the gooch or something like that. No, they just eat your butthole from the back. Um, death by anal eating. <laughs> that's my. Well, that would be my choice of ways to die. With this list of attributes, it's no wonder that the Native Americans believed that the puck wedgies were best left alone. If you see a motherfucking puck wedgie, you are not supposed to mess with that motherfucker. Or they will repay you, not in gold nor money, but by playing tricks on your ass. Or by following you and causing you some troubles. So, so really it's it's probably pretty easy to not, you know, cross up. Just leave him alone, right? Yeah, but leave me the fuck alone, fuck wedgie. I mean, you it's know. nothing a uh, buckshot, double up buckshot ain't going to take care of. Unless they do a magic ball at you. Nope, I'll dodge that shit and still shoot yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's you gotta uh, have a magic the gathering fight with them, pull out your deck. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> I'd try to go with my uh, Pokemon cards that my dad never let me have. Mm. Yeah. Puck Wedgie would be like, your deck's weak, bro. <laughs> my dad was always yeah. like, you can't be one of them super nerds and play Magic to get or that <laughs> Pokemon. Somebody gave me some cards one time. My dad's like, fuck this shit. And he took them. <laughs> Sounds about right. Uh, but so apparently the Puck Wedgies were once friendly to humans, but they turned against them. So now the puck wedgies have resorted to mob, mobster-like tactics. They are known to kidnap people, push them off cliffs, attack their victims with short knives and spears. <laughs> it really escalated from yeah. playing tricks and being silly to pretty much kidnap and murder. <laughs> and does it explain like why all of a sudden they were like cool with humans and then they're like, nah, dog, we're, we're going to push you off cliffs now. Yeah, um, so apparently they... Well, no, we'll get into that here in a few, yeah. They okay, got yeah, I don't want to jump ahead. I don't want to jump ahead. Oh, I do remember. Okay, yeah, sorry. Yeah, not to jump ahead. But they'll use... Uh, so apparently the souls of the people they kill, they catch them somehow, and they float around like orbs. And those orbs will lure people into the woods. And then they stab the fuck out of them. Huh. You know, prison okay. yard rules. Yeah. Yeah. So, I wonder if they have shanks made of toothbrushes, combs, and rocks. Yeah, shank a bitch. Probably butt hair. (laughs) They have you with butt hair. Mm -hmm. Yep. And let's not, uh, you know, let's not go. You know what happens if you, you know, drop the soap in the shower in front of a puck wedgie. Oh yeah. Because they will eat your ass from back to front. That's where the name fuck wedgie comes from. Yeah. While stabbing you in the belly. God it'll go damn. all the way inside you. Jeez. I sort of this, like, w- looking at what they supposedly do, uh, made me think of, they're sort of like the uh, the mobsters of the cryptid world. So they'll shake yeah. a fucking Bigfoot if he shits in the wrong area. It makes you wonder if all these cryptids have, like, interactions with each other. Like, Bigfoot's strolling around, and he's like, oh, there's a motherfucking puck wedgie, and then Dogman's like, Ugh. 
Hey dear Bigfoot, what, what you doing on our turf, you bitch? <laughs> don't you know? Mm, he fucking you know, punched is, the motherfucker. <laughs> this is my this is my corner, hey? Hey? But you gotta I'm think. Break one of them big toes. If like Bigfoot, puck wedges, and all these exist, like how how do they live in harmony? Yep. I, I think it's a on order of like mob rule. You know, hey, let's we're not gonna go they to probably the have the fuck wedgies turf. They probably have Bigfoot. monthly meetings. Yeah, <laughs> cryptid meeting. Yeah, yeah. They they probably meet up. They probably got There's podcast. Mm, probably do have podcast talking about us. This <laughs> meeting is called to order. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this means called order. We got some new business dealing with this uh, sh- some mm, sandwich boys. Yeah, they've been brought to our up. attention by our they've been brought to our attention by our uh, uh, our uh, insider to the human world, Jesse the Body Ventura, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> oh yeah. god, that's funny. Their strategies like you stab them once, I'll stab them twice, and then we'll <laughs> run like shit. But yeah, I'm mm. it. So I've read, like, supposedly Dogman and Bigfoot, they battle it out in the areas that they overlap. So I wonder if something like this, you know, how they would react to... Cryptid cryptid warfare. (laughs) Hey, that's a podcast. I like that podcast. It is. Well, uh, unintentionally soliciting another podcast, but, you know, yeah, they are good. Check them out. On Spotify. <laughs> on Spotify. No, no, you can find them yourself. I'm not going to go that far. You got to work for it. Yeah, you got to work for that shit. Yeah. So these little fuckers also employ tactics made famous by a one Mr. Dale Gribble of uh, King of the Hill fame. So these puck wedgies, they actually carry around little small bags of sand on them when they become threatened, you know, when they don't have a shiv handy. Um, you know, they're known to throw sand at the people, at the uh, offender, and blind them. Oh, fuck my asshole. Just like that. Yeah. Bert, <laughs> did you just experience pocket sand? <laughs> no, I dropped my uh, high noon sun sips of vodka and soda on my lap. Hey, Skyler, say it. Pocket sand. <laughs> pocket sand. I like you go squirrel mode too. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I love that fucking show. But what them fucking small little bastards didn't account for is like somebody like me, I wear glasses. What if you wear like yeah, like you know, protective eyewear in the woods or something? I mean that just gives yeah. me an extra second to punt the little fuckers. Yep, yep. Now uh-huh. out of all the cryptids we've covered so far, these creatures have a strange dichotomy. Uh, two extremes come into play. One part, they are little trickster sons of bitches. And second, these little fuckers that stab and sometimes will kill uh, their unfortunate uh, victims. Or they get in a big group, uh, get a big group together while in the yard, and all 10 of them curb stomp the shit out of you. <laughs> fucking terrible <laughs> terrifying that is they go from being like little tricksters to fucking yeah. caving your skull in it's like there's no middle ground but for these guys they're either you know yeah so legends of the puck Ouija began in connection with uh to mouse mouse shop 
I, mouth yeah, shop? I usually, that's where I usually get my meat from. Yep, the mouth shop. <laughs> the mouth shop? Mouth shop. Mm-hmm. 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 You get times. something else. You get something else from the mouth shop. Clitoris. And jobs. So the mouth shop, a giant believed by the Wampanoag to have created most of Cape Cod, the Cape Cod area. He was beloved by the people, and the Puckwedgies were jealous of the affection that the natives had for him. So we're starting to see why they sort of turned on humanity. They tried to help the Wampanoag, but their efforts always backfired until eventually they decided to decided to torment them instead. And by torment them, murder the fuck out of them. <laughs> I mean, these little green-eyed bastards, you know? I, did, I just... Why the fuck would you get jealous if you got a guy that creates, you know... Cape Cod, you know, walk around, big dick, showing all that, you know? Oh, yeah. And he's helping these people, and you're helping too. You can help, you know? You live in harmony. Mm-hmm. But I thought that was really weird how basically Envy got the best of them. Yeah. One day they woke up yeah. and they chose violence. So they chose violence. Happens to the best of us. So initially Probably they puberty. became... Yeah, puberty. <laughs> <laughs> so they became a mischief, mischievous at first and aggravated the natives until the native asked for the granny squant. Granny's what? Granny squant. <laughs> that sounds squanch. Yes. I squanch both of you. Ooh, mom. Ew. Mm. So My granny shipped me her squanch once. Oh, God. Did your mom's ex-boyfriend ever show you his squant? Uh, no, he called it he called it his cock. <laughs> Same thing. Oh, he had a he had a chicken. Yeah, he'd be like <laughs> he'd be like, "Hey, Justin, you want to see this cock?" And I'd be like, "Yeah." That's Mom, we're eating chicken tonight. Yeah, <laughs> and then, <laughs> somebody's eating chicken tonight. He always wanted to check my temperature because he thought I was sick. So he Rectally. Yeah, he would use his cock to check my temperature, he said. Yeah, it's the most accurate way. <laughs> Did he ever try to cool you down inside, too? Oh, uh, fuck, that's way too far. Uh, <laughs> I well, just yeah, I used, to, I used to say that, too. <laughs> oh, we both just took it way too far there. Reel it in. Reel it uh, in. Oh, So, uh, Granny Squant... Is also Mouse Shop's wife. What the fuck is this shit? So the so the native asked Granny Squant for help. In response, Mouse Shop grabbed as many as he could. I guess he walked over, you know, not wearing any underwear, dong, just hanging. He's got, you know, some headphones in. He's listening to some Iron Maiden, you know. Just walking over, you know. So he... Swooped down, grabbed a shit ton of his hands of these little fuckers. And then oh, he shook them. Pukujis. Yeah, and then he shook them. Hmm. Uh. He shook them until they were confused and he tossed them in all throughout New England. Huh. So, we got a Nolan Ryan character here. <laughs> Picking up big ass. That's really weird. So, when doing this and reading this... I felt like I was reading a cartoon reenactment done 
in the vein of over topness of like WWE. <laughs> mm-hmm. oh, I've had enough of you poo quedgies. <laughs> Let me tell you something, brother. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have the voice for that. I was waiting for one of you to do that. <laughs> I tell you what, okay? Oh, yeah. I told <laughs> gonna... Mmm, gonna... Mmm. I'm Sorry, the cream of the crop! <laughs> <laughs> the cream is always gonna rise to the top. Oh, my God. <laughs> so what would you... If you guys were a giant uh, with a big slinging dong, you know, trying to kill some little... You're like 20 foot tall, and these things are like two to three foot tall, what would you do to him? Would you pick him up and shake him like fucking dice? Oh. <laughs> or would you step on him? I'd probably shove him up my ass. Whoa! <laughs> yeah, there you go. What? That teach him a lesson. <laughs> it's fun, and they learn a lesson. Poop asphyxiation. <laughs> yeah. But no, I just... A giant slash godlike figure worth their weight in gold... I felt would have just fucking stepped on the motherfuckers. But no, he shook him and then threw him. Yeah. He just like distribute distributed him <laughs> evenly across the area of New England. It's like somebody throwing an apple seed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Burton, you read my mind. That's really <laughs> It's Johnny Puck Wedgie. Some of the Puck Wedgies died while others landed like ninjas. Ha! Yep. And then they made their way back to Massachusetts. As they do. Yeah. You know, they say as a puke wedgie can always find its way home. It's true. But so satisfied that he'd done his job and pleased his wife. <laughs> you made it sound like he just finger banged her for like nine hours straight. He just I picked mean, up some midgets and threw them. Yeah, you know, you do what you got to do to make your wife... Uh, you know, make her happy, you know. Sometimes it's, yeah, just throwing a bunch of midgets around New England. So mm-hmm. Mashup went uh, went away for a while, you know. He had to get away from all the uh, chaos of you uh, get away. chucking midgets around uh, Cape Cod. It's a tough life. Yeah, so, you know, vacation. <laughs> I just thought about that. I just thought about that epic rap battles of history with uh, – uh, with Macho Man, he's like, I don't mind, or I don't like hitting little midgets with glasses, but when midgets <laughs> stop up, I stomp midget asses. <laughs> <laughs> have you ever have you ever listened to the Macho Man rap CD that he put out? Mm-hmm. No. He actually put out a CD of rap music. It was nice. I don't remember what it was called, but it was, you can imagine what it is. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, so yeah, so uh, the Samashup, so you know, he threw some midgets around and he went on vacation. On his absence, the Pukwidgies had returned. Dun, dun, dun. And again, changed their relationship with the Wampanoags. They were no longer just a nuisance pulling pranks and being little tricksters. They kind of took the, you know, stepped their game up a bit, as we've alluded. The Pook Wedgies began kidnapping children and burning Fuck. villages. Yeah, it's bad. It's bad. And forcing, uh, 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 forcing villagers, uh, forcing the Wempanog deeper, deeper into the woods and then killing them. 
Jesus. Yeah. They didn't fuck around. They're done. <laughs> and I don't even know why the Wampanoag get it, because it wasn't them that threw them around fucking Massachusetts, you know? Yeah. But, so, Granny Squatch uh, again <laughs> stepped in, but Mashup, being very lazy, sent his five sons to fix the problem. So now he's got his sons. Eh. I don't know how I feel about this guy, and I'm not really sure why anybody would uh, worship him as a deity. Well, you know, he fucking moved land. He created Cape Cod. That's all he did. He's you know, already resting on that. Know. You know, he's resting on that one accomplishment for the rest of his life. You know, come on, man. Fucking keep, uh, you know. So the Pook the Wedgies lured the five giant sons into the tall grass. And then they threw magic spears at him, killing all five. <laughs> Still, let's say these 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 five guys were like 15 foot tall they let two to three foot creatures fucking kill them mm-hmm. and how tall was that grass don't go into the long grass <laughs> <laughs> so it's funny you say that I'd like to believe that it was actually a pack of domesticated velociraptors <laughs> that, the, that the puck woogies puck woogies released on them you know sort of like Zeus and Clash of the Titans Release the raptors. Well, that would at least make sense. You know. So, these five sons, most of all, were more useless than tits on a fucking bumblebee, dude. Uh, you ever seen tits on a bumblebee? Mm. <laughs> That's what all the buzz is about. <laughs> God damn it. Dad joke number one of this episode. Mm. Uh, that's a good one. Hey. What's a bumblebee say to a girl bumblebee with big old titties? What's up, honey? <laughs> I fucking hate you so bad. Why are you like so engrossed with your dad? <laughs> hey, 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 hey. How's a bumblebee find a date? He goes on Bumble. <laughs> That's horrible. <laughs> uh, and you can prepare these either. These are all off the cuff, which is more amazing. Yeah, did you say hold my cock? I say, did you say off the cunt? <laughs> yeah, right off the cunt. Yeah, I don't know why fresh people, off the cunt. I don't know why people hate that word. I love it. It's a word you can taste. It's thick and rich. <laughs> <laughs> what? Mm, oh yeah, no, 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 no. It's on the tip of my. Mm, yeah, it's like dark it's chocolate. Anyways, <laughs> after the five sons have died, in some legends, the Pukawedgies regrouped and tricked Moshup into the water and shot him with their hot load of arrows. Some legends say they killed him, while, while others claim he was discouraged and depressed about the death of his sons. But after these events, Mawushapa disappeared from the Wapanog mythology. Let, let's be honest. I don't think that it would take much for this guy to like go fuck off in the distance. He does, you know, he seems kind of, uh, yeah. Only he's halfway like, in the game. <laughs> yeah, he's like, you know what? I made Cape Cod. <sighs> fuck it, man. What I'm else do you want from me? Yeah. He killed my fucking kids. I'm, uh, you know, man, I was gonna leave anyway, but now I'm, fuck off. I'm fucking off here. 
Fucking off. <laughs> fucking right uh, the fuck off. God damn it, dude. I had a bad day and I fucking hate the Eagles. <laughs> <laughs> then he gets thrown out of the cab. Seen it a so, million times. Ah, over and over. So uh, let's uh, kind of shift gears here to some sightings of Pukwudgies. Pukwudgies. Most current and recent sightings of the Pukwudgie take place in what's called the Bridgewater Triangle. Whoop, whoop. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Is that what they do there? In yeah. That's the how they greet Triangle? each other. Yeah. Whoop, whoop. Yep. Juggalos. Be- <laughs> BT for life, motherfucker. The Bridgewater mm-hmm. Triangle. What? What? Sorry, go ahead. What's it? <laughs> the Bridgewater Triangle is an area of about 200 square miles in the greater, <laughs> wait for it, the Bridgewater area. <laughs> oh. In southern Massachusetts. It's uh, it is claimed to be the site of many alleged por- 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 pornographic phenomenon oh, and fuck. paranormal phenomenon, ranging from UFOs to poltergeists to uh, you know uh, KJ's and ZJ MJ and Kobe. <laughs> Helicopter went down in there. Yeah, <laughs> maybe. It's a it's a sex move. You, you if you have to ask, it's too you know you can't afford it. Mm. So there's also a lot of Bigfoot sightings, giant snakes, which is more of the pornographic. I and, just thought uh, of a, I just thought of a sex term for Kobe. It's when you go to put it in and you hit that spot between the butthole and the vagina. So it's just like, <laughs> it, and your wiener just <laughs> bends. <It> be- <laughs> Kobe. <laughs> We call that the gooch breaker. Uh, oh God, Burton! Uh, the gooch wedgie. The gooch wedgie. Yeah. Oh, the old gooch wedge. Oh, uh, there's also some sightings of thunderbirds. Huh? Like four yeah. thunderbirds? Uh, four thunderbirds, and you know. <laughs> that they do that now this is uh coming from the bridgewater Pub- public library um also the term mm, pukuji was coined by new england based cryptozoologist lauren coleman in a book called mysterious america so she came up with the pukwudgie pukwudgie pukwoji pukmoji term. that's what i was gonna say earlier pukmoji <laughs> Poop emoji. <laughs> Poop emoji for short. So I've heard like Bridgewater Triangle's been on coast to coast. They talk about it a lot with sightings on yeah. coast to coast. I am. I just didn't know this is where the fuck wedgies were. You know. Apparently. So the Hockamock Swamp, located within the triangle, is associated with many stories and legends related to the Bridgewater Triangle. The triangle, there are several places where people say they feel compelled to jump off cliffs Hmm. out of nowhere. People also claim 
and this is like this with any fucking like paranormal area. There are Satanist activities that Actually. took place there. God damn it, Satan! So, you know, accounts of animal mutilation, sacrificial offerings, the whole satanic panic angle. Which you hear that with any place that's supposedly haunted. There were Satanists up there. I saw them. They were up there doing Satan things like sharing and caring. I think one of their name was Karen. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> they didn't have the chicken nuggets she wanted. <laughs> so, there are two encounters from the Bridgewater area. The primary area where you see the puck wedgies, or wedgie, mm. that we're going to share. The first one begins with a woman named Yone, <laughs> also Yone. known as Joan. That's French. And, and like Cher, she doesn't have a last name. Oh, fuck. So just Joan was walking her dog, Sid also no last name, on a cold Saturday morning in April of about 93 or 94. Not really sure when. And as they made their way down the path, the dog suddenly became very anxious and strayed from the path off into the trees. And Hone followed her, the dog. I guess I don't know if the Sid could be a girl or a boy, I suppose. And um, She's walking she around Sid, with a kid on a fucking leash. No, it was a dog. Oh, oh boy, okay. For some reason, I just been... imagined. Yeah. <laughs> this is my son, Sid, but I'd rather have a dog, so I'm making me a dog. <laughs> anyway, that sounds kind of bad. So anyway, so Joan <laughs> followed followed Sid out into the woods, and when she found him, uh, she found him lying flat in the leaves. You know, relaxing. Ten feet away or so, standing on a rock, was a strange troll-like creature that was two feet high, with pale gray skin and hair on his arms and the top of his head. She noted that the creature didn't seem to be wearing any clothes, but it was hard to tell because the creature had a distended stomach that hung down over his waist and just about reached its knees. Holy fuck. So, dude hadn't seen his cock and who knows how long. I think with definitely an any. Yeah. Also, you got to watch out. I mean, uh, 93, 93, you know, walking around there nude in the woods is a quick way to get, you know, be forced to register as a sex offender. So we don't know if he was a registered sex offender or not. But she said that his eyes were a deep green color and it had large, pert lips. It also had an elongated, almost canine, canine-like nose. Joan had never run into anything like this before. I would hope not. <laughs> Just imagine those all stumbling upon something like that. No, no, no. I'd be like, yeah, damn it. Is that a Sonic, Sonic the Hedgehog on crack out here with his belly hanging over his cock. So now this hairy little creature stood perfectly still and stared at the woman named Yoan. <laughs> with not even the slightest hint of an expression on its face. 
it was like it was like the little monster was surprised to see her. He wasn't expecting anybody to come down this trail, let alone a woman and a dog. So Joan was frozen in place and recalls feeling like the air in her lungs had been pushed out. At that moment, her dog Sid finally came to and ran back uh, to the main trail, dragging Joan along with him. At the most, Joan's encounter lasted about half a minute, but her experience with the creature didn't end there. Didn't end there. Oh, fuck. Joan still recalls the experience to this day, over 20 years later. She hasn't been back to this forest since then, but the creatures still continue to haunt her. Since her experience, she has been visited by the little monster three times, or perhaps more, while she's sleeping. She's fucking him. Yeah. Uh, I I think at this point, she might have let him have let him on a little bit. She gave up her puck wedgie to him. Although it hasn't tried to hurt her or speak to her. Perfect. Yeah, it just comes in and does its business and leaves. But it's still pretty unsettling. The whole encounter. She only sees it staring at her through the bedroom window. <laughs> And even though the creature leaves once Joan takes notice of the creature, each time this has happened, Joan was fully awake and was able to move if she needed to. And aroused. Yes, very aroused. But could this be the Puck Wedgie trickster side showing? It's uh, definitely possible. Um, That's the perv side showing, dude. You know, damn well, he was fucking beating it out that window. Yeah, I don't think he was... Yeah, I don't think he was just uh, watching her to make like, sure oh. she was sleeping good. There's like white bird poop on my window. <laughs> There's a bird that seems to be pooping right under my window over and over and over again. Is that bird come? <laughs> I find these crusty socks outside of my window. Oh, God. Burton's crustables. Yeah. Dun, dun, dun. Extra crusty. Full circle. <laughs> Got to work in a got to work in the angle of the crustables. Mm. My mom said she gagged when she heard Burton talking about that. <laughs> oh fuck, that's okay. That's we'll ha- we'll have stickers up before too long <laughs> if the fucking USPS can get their heads out of their asses. Burton, these stickers I ordered, mm-hmm. they went from California, Missouri, Memphis, Tennessee, which is below Fort Wayne, right? No, it's all about it. Up to Detroit. So it bypassed Fort Wayne. Down to South Bend. And it's taken a two-day break there, because I guess traveling that far is really hard on it. Right. And it took three days to get from Memphis up to Detroit. I mean, you'll have that. So our stickers are like sightseeing stickers, dude. I mean, even the U.S. Well, Postal Service well wants to avoid Fort Wayne if possible. That's <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> true. How the fuck can we get this thing here without actually going there? <laughs> Tell you what. How about this? We'll drop it off in Muncie, and you drive down and get it. Because we'd rather go to Muncie than Fort Wayne. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I was in Skylar's drink during that. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> 
Cheers. All right, TJ, tell so, us in on the next story here. Another man who lives in Framingham, Massachusetts. What the fuck kind of name is that? Framingham? Yeah. So mm. he claims that he had not, he had, he's had not just one, but two different experiences with these creatures. It's not the masturbating type, though. So Tim is a paranormal investigator, but his experiences have forced him to remain well away from the forest of Massachusetts. In 1997, he was walking through the woods when a ball of light appeared to him. For some reason, this weird fucker became excited, pulled out his digital camera Ooh, to take a photo. Digital camera, okay. Well, this is 1997, dude. Not you. Just he pulled out his digital camera. Oh, sorry. I'm sorry. I thought digital, you said his dick. dick. His dick camera. His well, dick, dick camera. Dick cam. So. When he pulled out his camera, the orb suddenly disappeared, and then it reappeared a few feet away. Tim followed, and the orb repeated its actions several times. Clearly, this light had some form of an agenda. It wasn't long before Tim realized that the ball of light had led him more than 30 feet off the beaten path into the thick woods. Tim became, for some reason, he wasn't frightened by the fact that there was some orb reappearing, you know, disappearing, reappearing. But the fact that he had wandered off 30 feet off the path. He started making his way backwards. And when he got back to the path, he was startled to find a two foot tall man like creature making his way towards him. Tim turned around and read the other way. Only looking back to see the creature walking in the woods. He noted that the thing was bipedal and walked with a slight limp. <laughs> and Wait, the, he had what? He had bi-what? Yeah, he's bisexual. And two penises? Yeah, <laughs> he's bipenal. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> that explained the, the slight limp. <clears throat> it would be tough to walk with two penises. Wait, what was limp? His dick? Or his dicks? Yeah. <laughs> Probably can't get them both hard at the same time. I do. Those are two different people. (laughs) So what? Uh, And apparently this creature that was walking towards him was taking his arms, pushing away the branches and stuff, almost like a human. A few years later, Tim was waiting for a friend in a parking lot close to the exact same forest where he had seen the little fucker. The same type of creature, he called it an impish creature, just stood there watching him intently from the woods. Mm. Suddenly, Tim's car began to rev itself, and then the radio became louder, and it was clear that there were some natural forces working here. In a panic, Tim backed out of the parking lot and took the long route home to get his hands to stop from shaking so much. So Tim didn't even wait for his fucking friend that he was picking up. <laughs> his car started revving like it had some like fucking idler air control valve fucking issue. Took off driving as fast as he could. The friend's walking out like, ah, let's take me out. <laughs> Sounds like a Tim I know. Fuck that this, I'm out of here. Fuck you, dude. <laughs> <laughs> no. 
I just think it's weird that he was not scared of a fucking orb that was like, bloop, bloop, bloop. But he's seen a two-foot-tall creature walking towards him. And he got scared. Mm-hmm. It's like uh, people in child's play. You know. I mean, it'd be weird to see a doll come to life, but also it's like, you know, kick the fucker. Yeah. Your legs came are longer a... than his butt, it, you know. Yeah, I've came in a doll before. <laughs> Is that what you said? Yeah. Yeah. I, yep. I'd, it's exactly. I'd pat McAfee that shit. <laughs> what exactly did Joanne and Tim see on those faithful nights? Judging by the eyewitness descriptions, there's a little doubt that these creatures were in fact puckwudgies. But what is surprising is that despite the puckwudgies' propensity for violence towards humans, these creatures seem content merely to frighten their victims. It's possible that, much like humans, each puckwudgie has their own personality. That is to say, perhaps some puckwudgies are Less evil than others, if they are evil. I mean, that's fair. That's fair. You don't want to generalize. You don't want to generalize all puck wedgies. Yeah. You know? Well, think that all of them are stabbing assholes. I mean, maybe some, you know, there's just like... You know, you got pug wedgies that grew up maybe uh, the broken home. Maybe their That's uncles, true. you know, their mom's boyfriends. Yeah. You, you never know, know what's going to happen. You never know what's going to end up going in your butt. <laughs> Next thing you know, you're stabbing somebody with a filed down toothbrush. Tails. Tails all this time. Oh. And uh, as for Tim's encounters, um, one is inclined to believe that the hairy creatures that he saw were Pukwudgies as well. But what about the ball of light that nearly put him in danger? If one believes the legends, it may have very well been one of the Tepa Wankies. Tepa Wankies! To reiterate, these orbs of light are said to be the souls of people killed by the pook wedgies. The creatures control these orbs and use them to entice more people into the forest where they are killed to create even more of these lights in a vicious, never-ending cycle of dumb motherfuckers following balls of light into the forest only to become those very balls of light. That sort of reminds me of the ghost and the werewolf or the American werewolf in London. Yeah. The guy, the ghost that follows the new werewolf mm-hmm. around. I've I don't know where I was going. Movie, except oh, for the fuck. scene. I've never seen it except for the scene of the, you know, transformation scene, obviously. That's such a good movie. Yeah. So anyway, however, while Massachusetts may be home to the Pukwudgies, it isn't the only state where these creatures are seen. Cause you got to assume that when, Mom's fat, you know, catapulted them off. Mom's fat? I don't remember what his name is. Moss fat? Mossfer? Mothra? Mothra? 
Mothra kicked him out of the state. When Mothra kicked him out of the state, you know, some of them probably got the fucking point. We're like, okay, fine. We'll just, you know, whatever. We'll we'll make we'll make our way elsewhere. We're going to the Midwest, boys. We're gold. Home sweet home. Women flow like the salmon of Capistrano. <laughs> oh, I yeah. was waiting to hear it. <laughs> Where the beer flows like Bud Light. So, and some of our, uh, two of our, or actually three of our other episodes, such as the Mills Race Monster, Godzilla, and the Whispers of States, we discussed Indiana's rich history of cryptids and paranormal shit. To most Hoosiers, this is unknown. But while doing some re- while doing the research for this, I found that the Hoosiers, the Hoosier State, also dips his toe into the puck wedgie a little bit. Mm. And toe fucks it basically. I love mm. it. Burton toe fucked. Remember that guy back down at the campground growing up who towed that girl? Yep. Mm. She liked it too. Yeah. And then yeah. Burton gave her piggyback rides. Oh, she Mary. also got athletes, athletes toe in her vagina. Camel toe Which Mary. Camel, Camel toe Mary. Yep, that's what it was. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Mm. <laughs> I don't know why I just made a mm sound. Alicia will appreciate that reference. Yep. <laughs> so, in Indiana, one of the most likely places to spot one of these fuck... Why did I put fuck wudgie? <laughs> one of these fuck wudgies <laughs> is the Mound State Park in Anderson, Indiana. These puckwudgies come from the legends of the Lenape, or Delaware people. Actually, I've seen some say it was the Delaware. Some say it was the Miami. Tomato, they both, tomato. They both make shitty rice. Yeah. So, <laughs> one of them, uh, you know, Will Smith likes. Just, <laughs> yeah. He's going to my. Yeah. Welcome to Miami. Yeah, welcome did, to well... Delaware. <laughs> But so apparently uh, the Delaware or the Miami lived in Indiana long before any pale motherfuckers came to the area. Hmm. So this uh, experience, I guess the one of the most like, I guess, notable experiences in Indiana <clears throat> from the Pukwudgies comes from author and amateur archaeologist Paul Schartzman. <laughs> oh, starts. Startsman. Oh, Sharksman. Not Sharksman. Sharkman. And Lava Girl. Mm. <laughs> I hate you, Burton. <laughs> <laughs> so Startsman claims to have encountered the Pukwudgies numerous times, writing on his experiences and the experience of others in his book, The Pukwudgies of Indiana. You know how much that shit costs on Amazon? Mm, no. It's like $60, but if you go to the Mound State Park can buy it for 10 really nice like you have to go there actually yeah. go there oh man i used to go there all the time i spent time in anderson a few times you know we go there once a year and uh i never got a chance to go to the mounds now i kind of wish i did just for this so um startsman's first encounter with the pukwudgies was in 1927 when he was 10 years old Holy fuck, he's old shit. Old. Startsman said that 
when he was hiking alone on the trail in the park, he suddenly saw a little man half his size. So, I mean, half the size <laughs> of a 10-year-old. Oh, fuck. It's pretty short. The description of the quote-unquote little man had many similarities with the uh, descriptions from the Wampanoag and the Algonquins. They had dull blonde hair that covered his head like a helmet, which left his rounded ears to protrude from the sides. He also had a big old nose and bellies that hung over his little tiny <coughs> puke wedgie wieners. The hair helmet makes me think of Amish. Just a little Amish kid that they, yeah. you know, kept <laughs> in the basement and they finally let out. Yep, just a little naked Amish kid running around the mounds. Paul Schartzman has interviewed many Hoosiers who have encountered the fuck wedgies in their lives. He chose to keep their identities and numinous because of skeptics being um, possibly labeling them as weird as fuck. It's like most other cryptids. The labeling almost always happens after contact. So I wasn't able to find very many things on like minus the startsman. Like, in some of these articles, I read, oh, there's lots of stories about the Puckwoodgies and Indiana. But I couldn't find any. Yeah, well, that's why you got to buy the book. I wanted the same thing because I read it, too. And it was it talked about one other person. And I think we I think maybe we have that. Yeah. Little story. Uh, this comes from Eloise. I think that Eloise. comes from Schartzman's uh, interviewing and stuff like that. But that's it, you know. And you got, you know, I hope if he's writing a book that's sixty dollars, that it's more than just his and Eloise's experiences. But <laughs> well, in the park, it is like I think it's only ten dollars, if I remember correctly. Yeah, yeah so I went past to buy it last time I was coming through that area, and they were they weren't open, so I was like, oh, okay, this sucks a little bit. But so. Oh, and there was one other one. I'll get into that right after this. So Eloise was one search person who Paul interviewed. Um, Eloise was living at a nursing home in Anderson. She remembers playing alone in the park and was approached by a group of little people, as she called them, who seemed very curious about her and what she was doing. Eloise said that they had high-pitched voices and spoke a language that she could not understand. Like being called little people. <laughs> you jackass. She exper- apparently so. It didn't say anything else what she did. Just like they talk- talked and or spoke in high pitched voices. So she said she experienced this again when she was older and hiding alone nearby the same woods. Hmm. So if you're taken an autumn hike at the Mount State Park, and you feel like you're being watched. It might be the Puckwidges or a family of mutant inbreds. The Puckwidges waiting to eat your flesh, sort of like Wrong Turn. But there was one other story that I was listening to on Facebook. I just didn't get a time to time to type it out. But this uh, park ranger. Uh around the Mount State Park, said he was, like, driving around the campground, and he seen one of these fuckers cross the road. 
and he shined his light on it, and he said it looked like it was a human, like a real small human running. <clears throat> so apparently there's stories like that. Even to this day, I just, I'm inept and couldn't find it. No, there wasn't a whole lot. I mean, even what I looked up, there wasn't a whole lot of, um, I don't know, examples of you know, too many like firsthand encounters, especially like, well, yeah, when you talk about the mounds. But, yeah. I do find it, it interesting, though. It's like, well, I mean, again, a lot of... Uh, he's, Started seeing a lot of like ties in with some of these cryptid sightings and like, you know, influences from Native American culture and stuff like that. And, like, especially with like the mounds, you know, it's another instance of these things are like cryptids or creatures being seen in areas near like these like burial sites. You know, we talked about that with um, Dogman <clears throat> or the, the, the um, Beast of Bray Road and stuff like that. Yep. So it's like, it's, I don't know, it's, it's kind of, Interesting to see the ties in with that, I suppose. Yeah, yeah, no. You know. That's a good point. But yeah, I thought these little fuckers uh, worthy of an episode. Something quick. But. Probably the lesser known. I mean, from what I've tried to find, like other podcasts, I didn't didn't really find very many that, you know, talked about them. Yeah. I found um, a few listening to it. I was like, yeah. There are a few. They were okay. They yeah. were good. But, you know, probably one of the lesser known. I'd not heard of them before that. I was sitting out here researching them, and my wife came out, and we looked at it, and she goes, Puck Wedgie. You're puck. She tried to pronounce it a few times. I'm like, yeah, yeah. They're little fuckers. Because they are. They're dicks. <laughs> the fucking prison-like tactics. No, they lure you out yeah. in the woods, and then they all fucking start stabbing the shit out of you. Yep. Yep. <clears throat> like a pedophile in prison. Yeah. Yeah. So that's sort of it for the puck wedgies. Uh next week we did this episode, uh, hopefully a short episode to sort of give us a little bit of leeway for research for next week. Uh <clears throat> we're starting our oh oh what's it called series? Uh, is it the American oligarch? Yep. The oligarchs. The Olive Gardens. Yep, the American Olive Gardens. <laughs> the American Olive Gardens. That, uh, Those soup and know. salads, dude, will fuck you up. Yeah. Yeah. And the uh, Bush's involvement. I think that's the first one we're going to talk about. George yep. W. Bush. He George. would definitely... J- yeah, H.W. and Dub- Bubba W. and old Prescott... And, uh, you know, those guys, they would, uh, they'd go and they'd get cheese on their pasta and they wouldn't say stop. They'd just wait (laughs) until the the whole brick of cheese is gone. Nice. I like that. And then they'd ask for another one. The, uh, it's, and not necessarily get into it too much, but just seeing the research that I've done this week into that. And seeing how far, like, apparently the Bush legacy goes all the way back into, like, uh, well, prior to the United States. Yeah. Over in England, and, like, it's fucking crazy, dude, just how intertwined these people are with power. 
I imagine if we did, I mean, as we'd probably dig and look into more of that, that's probably the case with a lot of these, I don't know, prominent families, these uh, families of power that have been in power for, you know, I mean, fuck, centuries. <laughs> I think what's scary is these these groups like uh, that aren't necessarily like in direct power. Mm-hmm. But their influence comes from their money. So, like, the Rothschilds and all that. Sure. Not, like, power from political appointment, but power from... Influence. I'll just fucking buy you off, yeah. Yeah. Monetary influence. <clears throat> but... Resources. This will be the first sort of family that we're going to delve into with this. Uh, we'll do the Bushes, probably do two episodes with that, and then later we'll do... Like the Rothschilds, you know, digging up the dirt on them, sort of relating them to any conspiracy theories. So hopefully we'll enjoy that. Yeah. Yep. Uh, yeah, our, dip, our toes dipped into the conspiratorial area, which we haven't been to for a while, so that'd be fun. Spent a lot of time on a lot of spooky stuff over October, so. Uh, yeah. Yeah. That'll be good. I think we'll yep. enjoy it. Well, I'll try to probably get Steve on for that one, because that'd be sort of more up Steve's alley. This is a conspiratorial. Get a little but, spin in our lives. Yeah. So, Skylar, what'd you think of this, though? No, like I said, it's, I mean, it's another cryptid. You know, where does the, you know, where is the line of uh, folklore and legend and, you know, just people seeing... I mean, midgets, you know, I don't know. Midgets like to hike. <laughs> Small people like to hike, too. I don't really know what the politically correct term is, you know. I don't, little person, little people. I just don't feel like it's descriptive enough. But you know what I mean. <sighs> so we got a bunch of wee mans running around in the woods? M- maybe. They, you know, they hike, too. <clears throat> they might hike in Indiana. They might hike in uh, Massachusetts. Um, and some of them might be little tricksters. And some of them also might, some also might stab you to death. I don't know, you know, <laughs> or masturbate on your windowsill, <laughs> or masturbate on your window. I mean, they're humans like the rest of us, you know, and they uh, come with all the weird human baggage. It's the pre-George but, McFly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A little more vulgar, George McFly. Yeah, it's a weird topic. I uh, be something, you know. To sort of lengthen out Indiana's cryptid profile. No, yeah, I wasn't expecting actually to get any Indiana in this one, and it's always nice to tie it back to the home state. Um, and Anderson, uh, which of is all where the Mount State Park, yeah, which is where the Mount State Park resides. But, uh, yeah, I mean, they could just be little uh, meth heads too, you know, up there. Fuck. But, you know, Indians have always had fascinating... Indian lore, <clears throat> Gaelic lore, all this shit, sort of, you know, they have fascinations with, like, fae, fairies, you yeah. know, these... That hidden world that we've talked about before. Leprechauns, I mean, that's all... I mean, you know, these, like... <clears throat> I don't know, I guess these... uh What do you call them? Figures, these, like... Again, trickster, 
like small humanoid trickster type things. Yeah. You know, um, <laughs> whether or not some of them are actual tricksters or some of them are like psychotic murderers, <coughs> you know, n- this one seems to be more in that extreme, but you know, yeah, they permeate through legend and lore of many, a many a culture. Oh, and for those of you that's still on here listening to us to mumble, um, <laughs> Burton actually had to leave out of nowhere. Uh, he's getting ready to go hunt tomorrow morning. Ah, that's why. Yeah, he was sort of running behind today, and we coaxed him into doing an episode with us tonight. So. But if you guys like the episode, I mean, obviously you're listening to us, but. Please follow us on Facebook. Yep. Follow us on Instagram. Give and us a like. Give us a follow. Like our like our stuff. Also things. follow us on TikTok, which we haven't put up much on there lately. Been kind of slacking on Instagram too, so hopefully we'll have something new for this as well. But you know. Inspiration sometimes doesn't strike. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> fucking weird bastard. Uh, I don't know. But <clears throat> we appreciate you guys listening. Um, In the word of Skylar, go fuck yourselves. Cheers. Adios, muchachos. Anything to say, Geraldo? It's like weekend at Bernie's. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. (laughs) Okay.